Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of Rank 122 podcast. Today, you're here with myself, Alec, Finn. We also have our first special guest. So I'm going to give a little brief introduction for our special guest here. So this lovely man next to me is a friend of mine for as long as I can remember. Go way back, way back to the, uh, the years of the diapers. Way back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he is a uh, West Ham fan, even though he's not wearing the jersey today. He supports no. a few different clubs, but West Ham is his, his main club. Um, we have played soccer all together our, our whole life. Today he plays on our intramural soccer team where he's our uh, five-star skiller. <laughs> he's a uh, player with the most skill moves on our team. Uh, we're happy to have him on our uh, on our team. And uh, we also play together in high school. And I'm happy to be able to keep it going. He's also a second-year university student here at Mount Allison. And uh, he majors in... English. English. Okay, I, I thought <laughs> it was, I was going to say history, but it's one of your stories. No, that's good. Kay. And... This person is Nick Maserol. Welcome, Nick. How's it going? Woo! First guest. Let's uh, go. It's a thrill to be on. It's a thrill <laughs> yeah. to be on. Yeah, how does it feel to be the first guest oh, debuted well. in front of 13 people? <laughs> <laughs> Shaking with anxiety. Uh, no, it's I, it's an honor. It's truly an honor. No. I, I told you guys when when you asked, I've been I've been waiting for the invite. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm glad to be glad to be on board. That's good. Yeah, we got a good list of people that we're gonna approach, but like we gotta get Nick in first. You know what I mean? I appreciate the, it. The yeah. person to start yeah. off with. So that's great. What do we want to start with? There's a ton of things to talk about today. We we were trying to keep it short, but we're. I think we get, just got to stay I don't know it. if it's going to be a short one today. I feel like <laughs> we got a lot <laughs> to cover. Be. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about, too. I say we start with the, the Ballon d'Or yeah. Uh, yeah. awards we, just because it's the most recent thing that's happened. Didn't even realize it was today. Most relevant. Yeah. I kind of woke up this morning and I was like, saw the notifications today. I always like forget. Like It's always just it, such a random time It sneaks here. up on you because yeah. I always think it's closer to when when ea does team of the year yeah i always yeah. think it's like like january yeah but no it does yeah it's true you think they would have seen you know what's weird about fifa do they ever do they release like ballon d'or cards no no that's weird right yeah because they have the ballon d'or in the game i think yeah. why is that like the whole ballon d'or award isn't actually like directly related to fifa or uefa it's like no. france football right? right yeah so even though it's the most prestigious award it doesn't actually have a direct affiliation do you want to explain real quick what it is for people that don't know yeah so the ballon d'or for people that don't know um has kind of become the premium award in the international soccer world um, which recognizes both the best male player and best female player um, and it's awarded by the france football federation um, and it's basically the votes come from journalists, um, actually like soccer journalists from around the world. So it's actually an international award. Whereas like, you know, a lot of the UEFA awards, uh, would just obviously be Europe. We've seen FIFA awards in the past given out to like players in South America, um, players in Central America, and even in Asia. Right. Uh, but as you probably know, if you know anything about the Ballon d'Or, Messi and Ronaldo have both dominated For sure. um, yeah. since 2008. It's it's been um, a two horse race. It has been a two horse race. But, but has it been like two two people have won it since? Two people. Two different people. Sorry, so two people besides Messi and Ronaldo have won it since 2008. And one of those people is the person who won today, Mr. Kareem Benzema. Yeah. Do you see yeah. his fit? Yeah, he's looking clean. <laughs> he, his that, fit that guy, was dirty. That guy's was... a baller, man. He's a baller. But congrats to Benzema. Like, yeah. what an amazing story, that guy. Absolutely. And, and a phenomenal 
run last year in the Champions oh, League. Yeah, that was man. he a was fifteen goal outing. Single ha- single handedly crushed Chelsea, man. He was, <laughs> he was disturbingly good. Like hat trick in the round of sixteen, mm. quarterfinal, and semifinals. Hey, he's yeah, couldn't do it against Liverpool, and but I mean, you know this is a guy who lived in the shadows of Ronaldo. For years. And Bale, oh my god. Modric for years. You know what I mean? People yeah. always saw him as, you know, the third Real's third, fourth guy, but Yeah, no, it's it's and it's been incredible to see how just how well he's adapted to that leadership role yeah. in Real Madrid now since Gareth Bale and Ronaldo's parting. Yeah. And it, he's just put on display how valuable he is. And oh, I mean, really? just his ability to poach goals got Real Madrid to the finals last year. Yeah. Basically won them the trophy, right? So. Yeah. yeah. And big shout out to uh I want to say this right. Alexia, Alexa, Putellas. Putellas. Alexa Putellas. Anyways, she won it. She's the first woman. She won the female Ballon d'Or, which, and she's the first uh, female soccer player to win it two times in a row. Wow, okay. I wasn't sure about that, but that's that's amazing. Good for yeah. her. Yeah, because Barcelona Women's, did they win the Champions League again last year? Not sure. No, I think they lost in the final, actually. But they the, the season before yeah. that, Putellas' first Ballon d'Or, they went invincible i think they went 38 no mm-hmm. in the in the league wow. so barcelona stormed over chelsea that was the year before that last. was the year before okay yeah, yeah. anyways yeah, next huge shout out to them um yeah so putella uh won the female ballon d'or and then we also have a few other awards that we should just mention um just quickly just quickly go over um so barcelona midfielder gavi he won the Copa Trophy, which is for the best under-21 player in the world. Yep. Um, Courtois won the Yashin Trophy for the best goalkeeper. Well-deserved. That guy was... Absolutely. Absolute what a performance wild. in the final. What, what's wow. what's the young award again? What was it for? Uh, for the best player under-21. So, just a reminder, he's 18 years old. He's 18. He's 18 wow. years old. Wow. Just turned 18, too, in August. So, back-to-back Barcelona players have won the Copa Trophy as well. Yep. And Pedri and Gavi, so... Barcelona would be happy about that. Oh, yes. Yeah. They've, oh, got, yeah. a, they've got a midfield coming together. Yeah. And then uh, we got Lewandowski, another Barcelona player, uh, won the Gerd Mueller Award for the best striker of the year. Um, we saw Sadio Mane from Bayern, won the first ever Socrates Prize for his community work, native Senegal. Shout out Mane. And then a bit of a weird one. Uh, we got City winning Club of the Year. Um, Let's just not. I I don't even think we should talk about it. Honestly, (laughs) no, no. (laughs) No, anyways, yeah, screw city. Um, But yeah, so that is uh, the Ballon d'Or of 2022. Um, Congrats, Benzema. So yeah, it's huge. Next talking point. uh, We're gonna go from the international stage to the uh, the local community Mount A stage. Yes. Yeah. Uh, If you want to talk about that. Yeah, it's a big one. So we uh, we go to university in New Brunswick here at uh, Mount Allison University, and uh, for the past. I don't know, seven and a half years probably, the uh, the men's Mounties team have not registered a win. Now, Al and I came here thinking like, you know, do are we like the game changers? Do we join the team, become like the best players ever, you know, in the <laughs> Hall of Fame? They got pictures and statues of us in the hallways kind of thing. We said no. <laughs> Anyways, this weekend, they registered a win for the first time in seven years. Yeah. So that, that could, that's almost... You could do two four-year degrees almost and mm-hmm. not see them win a single game. Yeah. Well, it's the guys who graduated last year didn't see one win. No. Nope. And, like and the year before that. Years, right? like yeah. That's, that's tough. And I think got to give big credit to the coaching change. Yep. 
big coach come in. We got uh, what's his name? Derek O'Keefe. O'Keefe. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, Cork. Cork, Ireland, coming in and yeah. doing a great job. Some new recruits looking good as well. And they've actually posted an undefeated weekend. They yeah, have. Yeah. They did. So the tie against Acadia. Acadia. Yeah, and they they actually probably should have won that one. They uh, Acadia tied it in the ninety first. Yeah, I saw that. Some actually. late drama there. Yeah, some late yeah. drama, and then the big win against Memorial. And shout out to the other girls team as well. Mm-hmm. Who uh, also beat Memorial? So big weekend for Mountie soccer. Big big drama in that Acadia game. There's three red cards in the last two minutes. Oh yeah, I heard. I heard there was a little bit of a little bit of words. Argy, argy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no huge, huge week for for our uh, university soccer. Yeah. We don't get to hear a lot of wins here, so always fun. Small school, so we don't expect like crazy no, yeah. amount of wins, but anything's huge. It's it, great to see. Boys were going crazy. Girls were going crazy. So some good celebrations last night, I'm sure. So yeah. So That's now good. we're going to shift real quick to uh, the international stage again. Mm. Talk about uh, the world cup, the December world cup in Qatar. Well, actually it's a little fact check there. November 20th. What? It's the first day. Isn't that unbelievable? They changed that. It's went back a little bit earlier. I'm not sure why they changed it, but it started November 20th, so we're like a month out, basically a month out, which wow. is crazy. Wow. So it's kind of timely for this conversation because it's like we're a month out now. We have lots. I'm really close to this microphone. Um, we got <laughs> lots to talk about here. Um, we have lots of cover coming up too, especially with Canada, but we thought we'd start off with the group stage predictions. Yeah. So the way we've kind of formatted how we're going to talk about this is we've given the three of us, we've all taken two groups yep. and we're just going to kind of predict the the order of the group from uh first to last and uh and then we're all doing canada's group we're yeah, gonna all yeah. collectively talk about it. so nick why don't you, uh well yeah nick why don't yeah. you start you, you got group g and that is brazil yes i did Ser- brazil serbia switzerland and cameroon which is mm. weirdly similar to the last world cup I yeah think, i think they had serbia and switzerland in that one too yeah Interesting. i think they did have or maybe costa rica i don't remember Anyways, what was your order for uh, Group G? So I'll start. I'll start from the bottom. Right, uh, cool. I I unfortunately don't have the greatest faith in Cameroon. Uh, <laughs> oh, to, tragic. To hold up, I mean, yeah. they've got uh, you know Onana is a great goalkeeper. I think is, yeah. I think he's he's got a promising future ahead of him. But I mean, other than that, there's just not that much support on the roster really. No. Um, I had Serbia. Uh, this one I'm not. I'm kind of unsure on Serbia versus Switzerland, who will come second, who will come third. Um, I think Serbia, captained by old man Kolarov, is going to be interesting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Alexander Kolarov. Goodness. They've got Kostic, Milinkovic, Savic. Um, Novlahovic left off the the uh, the list of really? Yeah, really? off the squad, what? which is interesting because, you know, I, I assume weird. it's because of uh, – Juventus's struggles under Allegri yeah. and mm. he hasn't really found his footing yet at Juventus but I was interested to see that um I don't I don't necessarily think that Serbia will, will be advancing I give it to Switzerland just because mm. you know they've got Akanji now from Man City who's just he's done beast. well he's oh, like yeah. he's, play, he's, he's playing he's playing he's a very good player yeah, yeah. um Zakaria from Chelsea yeah. Sommer who's a great goalkeeper Granit Xhaka who's having yeah, the season best, of his life. Best season of his career. He's unbelievable right now. Um, yeah. Shakiri, who just you know, just he's always hey, sick he's, internationally. He's still there. For international. He's a passion warrior. He's, yeah. <laughs> he, he's yeah. I would not. And it's a physical team. Like yeah, each, yeah, each player that I just mentioned, very strong. Like yeah. they're going to be physically imposing. Yeah. Um, but of course, I don't think 
it's it's too hotly contested at mm. the top. I think it's safe to say Brazil will hopefully look, hopefully Man. come at the top of their group. Brazil's I think nice. I think they have the deepest. They might have the deepest squad going into the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, Neymar has has come back into a into peak form this yeah. year, and uh, I'm excited because he always plays with a chip on his shoulder when he he's, does. Yeah. He does, yeah, that's for Brazil. Yeah, he seems it's it's almost like a a responsibility that he does well yeah. in his yeah. mind. He takes sure. a lot of pride when he plays yeah. for Brazil, which uh, you don't always see at PSG. Yeah. No. <laughs> Al, why don't you give us your group We're in the jersey. E? Yeah. <laughs> why don't you give us your uh, group E predictions, which is Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, yeah, and Japan. That's a tough group. This is a yeah, some people consider this to potentially be like the group, group of, death. of death. There is no really group of death cuz there's no really like third team in any of these groups, which is like really could, you know, compete with the top 2. Um, but group E uh, we've seen Germany not do very spectacular mm. the past few international tournaments. We've seen, seen Spain do really well. Japan's also been playing really well recently too. But we'll start with fourth place, our Costa Rica. That's tough. Coming yeah. in fourth. <laughs> That's, That's tough. Costa Rica is not a bad team when it comes to World Cups. Uh, no, they show them, up. We saw them do really well back mm-hmm. in 2014. They made it all the way to quarters. Uh, they put on a show. I just don't think they're going to be able to compete with Germany or Spain, though. No. Uh, even no. Japan, I think they're strong enough where they're going to be able to get uh, a result against Costa Rica. So I got Japan coming in third. Japan, decent side, mm-hmm. um, but no really like super standout players. Uh, Maeda from Celtics, like their starting striker. <laughs> Kubo is like their winger. And they got Minamino. Minamino, too. <laughs> Uh, Tommy Asu from Arsenal is their center It's not a bad back. team at all. So it's not it's bad, not. but like it's not Germany, Spain. Level, no, it's like right? the outcast like of every team. It's very much the dark horse of the group. But depending how they come together before the World Cup, they could put on a show. Uh, so I got Germany coming in second. Uh, I mean, I feel like it, you'd be safe to say Germany second, but I'd you never so. know with them. It's like it's, you'll either get you could either get first, third. It's, yeah, I don't know. A lot will depend on. I think second is a good pick, though, just for how unpredictable yeah, they, right. they can be when they play for as sure. a team. I think so, too. But Havertz has been playing really well for them. I think he can show up, have a really good World Cup. Uh, and I think they just have enough pieces. Like in Kimmich, uh, yeah. Tony Cruz is still going to be there. going to be putting in some great performances, I'm sure. And uh, young defense, too, like Sule as uh, a great center back. Ruger. And they still got Neuer. So, I mean, overall... They've got enough experience there, coupled with young, exciting players. I think they could have a really good tournament this year. They could finally bounce back. And then Spain, I got in first. I think Spain, people might not put them super high in their list of competitors of this World Cup, but we saw them do really well in the Euro 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw them lose out in penalties to the winners Italy in the semifinals, right? So I think the Spain team, they've got a lot of talent. I mean, we're looking at Pedri is going to be coming in. I heard Gavi um, might be on the line. Gavi could be in there. Yeah, which um, is huge. I mean, you got Rodri. Um, you yep. know what Thiago. I mean? Thiago. <laughs> um, and then you got, you know, Asensio will be in there. Yeah, um, you got to so – the Spain team's, like, on paper is so stacked. Yeah, oh, just yeah, need Morata to score goals. and Llorente <laughs> from uh, Atletico Madrid as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, so they got, they got a pretty strong team. Like, Spain loves a uh, international tournament so that's yeah. uh that's my predictions for group e finn do you want to uh take i those? don't know which group i want to pick first because yeah. i got group c and d but both of them are kind of like so unpredictable yeah because they have like that number one the easy number one and then two and three are just impossible mm. 
But I'm gonna go with Group C, which is Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland. Mm. Mm. Now I fiddled with this a lot with um, the second and third because I was not not confident in either of the teams to even win a game. So Saudi Arabia, I've got fourth. I think that's pretty obvious. They didn't really show last time. No, I think that's the, a fair assessment. Yeah. yeah, the the Asia qualifying is not the strongest, so they're not going through crazy good teams no. to get to the mm. uh, to the tournament. But yeah. you know, I think it's re- they've always been respected. Like they did. Who, who did they? They did pretty well against like the lower side, like Egypt and yeah. uh, Uruguay. But I don't yeah. think they'll pose anything against Mexico, Poland, or Argentina. No. And then I've got Mexico. Third, mm, really? Okay. Yeah. So, let me let me just talk about that. Yeah. No, Mexico. They don't really have the same kind of team they had in 2018. They're mm. kind of like a little bit worn down, older. Yeah. Like their goalie that like always shows for international tournaments, and he's an absolute ghost. Besides Ochoa. that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's he's older now, right? Like I don't know if he's entering his prime or exiting it. It's hard to tell. But I mm. think Poland, they've got just a, the right amount of prime players right now yeah like Lewandowski and yeah. some of the other players that I actually couldn't even name yeah well I think Lewandowski he's a game winner you know what I mean yeah. like mm. he can single-handedly dispatch Mexico and Saudi Arabia right? that's the so. thing Mexico doesn't have a player like Lewandowski no exactly no. And and although it's not as relevant as maybe it is in basketball to have the best player in a series yeah, um, yeah. I definitely think yeah, like Mexico just can't can't match Lewandowski no, for, for game changing potential. Yeah. Now I could be wrong, and I'm 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 totally okay if I'm wrong that Mexico gets second. Yeah, because I think their passion can pull them through. I think they have some of like the greatest passion yeah, out of any absolutely. of the countries in the in the World Cup this year. So, yeah. but easy Argentina. Yeah, they're unbeaten in what three years or something like that. Something insane. Yeah. They haven't lost in any friendly or competition. So, yeah, I've got them going through. I've actually probably got them top three maybe in the entire tournament so mm. yeah i think that's a fair assessment that is fair I, yeah argentina for me like going in this tournament is going to be really interesting team to watch i think you go really far messi's last international messi's last yeah. hurrah too you know they're all going to and this is the thing like obviously messi arguably still top five player in the world going in this tournament but you also have the whole team recognizing this is his last shot mm. and i feel like that's going to motivate everybody just a little bit extra right i, I, I think it's going to motivate him online. i think it's yeah. like in past world cups he's had slow starts yeah and like good finishes but like he's never really had like a, a strong world cup yeah. all the way Came through and, yeah, and i feel like this is going to be his thing like if they i don't know what their first game is i think it's i want to say it's saudi arabia yeah but if he comes out like smoking saudi arabia like two or three contributions i think yeah. that it's going to be a good turn they're the current uh you know holding champions of the copa america as well right yeah. so they're they're on their team. way yeah so should we go to we've actually done two groups that we're doing together not not just canada's we're doing yeah. england and usa's group as well so let's do uh the england one first that we all do this one yeah i love this group yeah it's my favorite group you want to start it off yeah sure i'll start off who do we have at fourth let's just do who do we have at fourth Okay, who do we all have at fourth? Okay, I think it's probably, I don't know, uh, probably across the board consensus. I have Iran yeah. coming in fourth. <laughs> I've got Wales. Really? I've got Wales, man. Wow. <laughs> really? Dude, they're not they're not going anywhere. Wow, they're old, really? man. They're old. Yeah, but I mean. Like they're, they're old. They hardly made it in. But Gareth Bale. I know. Oh, dude, I don't know, man. He's playing for what? LA Galaxy? LA? I dude, think. The other yeah. LA team? But the fact that they were able to get through scotland and ukraine i wouldn't have scotland getting through this i would have scotland fourth in this too really eh? oh 100 see yeah okay well i'll 
four. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, let's let's just say thirds, and then we can we'll debate at. So the you end. got Iran, and you have Iran as well. I have Iran as f- fourth yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay, all right. Who do you got third? Nick. Third, Nick. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. I'm trying to find right, boys. I didn't know I was doing this group. Actually. No, no, no. <laughs> Which worries. group? So what? We're doing B, B and group B. B and F together. Group B and F together. Okay. It's Iran, deep. Iran. I definitely co-sign as. Uh, <laughs> as, as bottom of group B. <laughs> now, Al, why do you go first? Well, yeah, yeah. No, we're, yeah, that's fine. We got lots of time here. So we <laughs> go third place in group B. I have the U.S. Ah, Jesus. Um, <laughs> no way you put Wales through. I got U.S. because they have been absolutely abysmal. Oh, they've been horrible. I was thinking about putting them the forward. They've been terrible. Mm. And I think... Wales has enough quality and has enough ex- international experience um, that they're going to be able to grind out a greasy one nothing win against U.S. Really? courtesy of a bail free kick. That's my call right now. The thing is, this U.S. team, it's very young. This going to be their first World Cup for a lot of these players. And Wales, they're not phenomenal, but we still got guys like you still got guys like Bale. Mm-hmm. still got guys like Aaron Ramsey. Um, you know, there's a few good Welsh players that core that mm-hmm. are going to be good enough, I think, to beat them out and come in second place. So I got Wales coming second. Damn, Nick. I would actually agree with that. I I don't have a lot of faith, and this isn't just like a Canada U.S. thing. <laughs> yeah. I I don't have a lot of faith in the U.S. men's no. team this year. And I had initially coming into this World Cup, I had picked Gareth Bale to be kind of a sleeper game changer. Yeah. I feel like him going to the MLS has kind of just been him hitting the recharge button. I think he knows at this point in his career he had moved on from the whole Real Madrid situation. And I think like winning with Wales is what's most important to him right now. And I still I think Bale on his day can can absolutely like either by free kick or just yeah. a set piece of any kind because he's a monster in the air as well. Yeah. So well, yeah. we saw that game in World Cup qualifying, which I'm pretty sure was against Scotland, um, where he scored two goals at home in Cardiff to beat Scotland. Well, let's just remind him he's not in the the home of Cardiff. He's in the Middle East in Qatar in mm. front of a bunch yeah, of yeah. random <laughs> people. No, I know, but like <laughs> this guy is capable of doing some. Oh yeah, great stuff. Hundred percent, I agree. Um, yeah, and then, you know what? Like, honestly, another note about the U.S. Personally, I'd like to see the U.S. do well because, like, I still feel like you know, U.S. and proximity is close to us. We watch a lot of their young players, keep tabs on a lot of their young players. Like, you know, I love Pulisic. It'd be great to see them go far. I just don't think they're there as a team, no, I don't. coaching-wise either. So I was torn. Okay, I was really torn. I I was torn between the the, the bottom three. I'm not gonna lie, Iran, mm. USA, and Wales. Like, I didn't even know where to put all of them. Yeah. I have Iran at three, but I think they could go two. Like, I don't think people realize how good they did last world cup it's true yeah like they were they who they tied they tied spain or yeah. portugal i can't remember they tied beat portugal. morocco yeah like i think they lost barely to portugal or spain i wanted yeah. the two i don't remember but like they're a good team like they're yeah. they're hard to beat they're not a pushover so i've got them third but i think I, they can come second and uh yeah who do you guys have at second so second i have uh, wales me as well yeah, yeah. so then obviously we all have Team yeah. England. In, yeah, I've uh, got U.S. at second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you, okay? So you have U.S. at second. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had it. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. So why? Okay. So what made you put U.S. at second though? What was the? Uh, I just think they have more up and coming skill, like skill, like uh, McKenney mm. and Reina and Pulisic and all the all these 
young American players are actually playing now. Brendan Aronson too. Like Adams and yeah, yeah, like all all these young guys are whoops are actually playing. Like they like last last World Cup and or they didn't make last World Cup, but last kind of two or three years they weren't really playing. And I know they haven't had the greatest qualifier, but. You know, I think that now that the season's kind of started, I think they're all kind of gelling a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe not with their teammates, but more like by themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that it'll be okay. I think this is group as a whole, though. There's going to be so much fun games to watch. I think so. Like just the banter around these games, too. Oh, absolutely. Like England-US. Like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> no, it's going to be good. And then yeah, England-Wales yeah. is England-Wales probably too, even right? bigger That's than England-US. Massive rivalry, right? And then... U.S. Iran, you know what I mean? It just gets weird. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so should we do Nick's second group, which is Group H, which is Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and the Korean Republic? Yes, this is is a very interesting group. It is, Um, I've got, uh, coming in fourth, I have actually picked Ghana to come fourth. Mm, Really? I think Thomas Party is uh, is a great player, and I think he's going to be their kind of their man on the in the midfield but yeah. i i don't see the rest of the cast around him necessarily pushing them up any further than that yeah what also about, what about ayu man that guy's godlike <laughs> oh, God. ayu ayu one of the one of the most underrated goals in premier league history against against i think it was my west ham yeah really he's been around forever <laughs> he he's been, always 30 years honestly. old he's been 30 years old and 77 rated on fifa since. <laughs> yeah <laughs> honestly <laughs> just the whole time literally um inaki williams is no longer he's he's switched citizenship really from, apparently he's he's eligible to play for ghana and i think they have selected him so he might be an interesting um one that's to a watch big well. pickup it uh, is hudson adoy he switched nationalities as well. Let me look it up. Yeah, I'm interested. Uh, I'd he like was to s- in, he's, ing- he's English, but, English he, but he, he, he had a choice. On, yeah, he committed to England first, and then he switched. I'm not sure where exactly to, though. I don't want to Let me look. be wrong in my... Um, Why don't we keep going here? So, yeah, Ghana? Yeah, so Ghana, I have fourth. Um, at third, I got uh, Korea. I think yeah. they, have, they have the potential to... Um, to maybe upset Uruguay for second. Mm. Mm. Um, I do think when when Sun laces up for Korea, it's kind of like when Neymar laces yeah. up for Brazil. Yeah. It's you know you're you're wearing that national that national pride, and I think you know they upset Germany as well yeah. last um, last World Cup in mm. the group stage two 0 win. Uh, I think that they're capable of of maybe pushing a little bit higher in the group, but. Again, it's going to come down to like some some circumstance on whether or not Sun is going to hit the ground running, which he hasn't really done this year in the Prem. No, um, they're kind of a Wales team. They are. Oh, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They also have um, Wolves man Huang Hee Chan. Yeah. Is, oh yeah, big man. I love big, that. I love that guy so <laughs> he's, much. He's he's kind of a baller. So you know they could they could they could do something here. Yeah. Although I wouldn't necessarily bet on it. I do have Uruguay. Um, coming second obviously Valverde is coming into his own really quickly at Real Madrid he's been a baller mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunate for them to have lost uh, Ronaldo Arroyo to injury yeah. uh, Bar- oh, yeah. Barcelona's center back yeah. um, but player. I still think with between Valverde um, Nunes who hasn't had the greatest start to the Prem but I think mm. I think a lot can be remedied I think when you when you start to get these players playing for their own countries, yeah. 
and Definitely. and these South American countries just ooze passion. Yeah. Suarez, w- Cavani. Yeah, with the Nunez stuff, I think it's not solely based, but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he doesn't speak English. True. Mm. And like Klopp, Klopp runs a very, like, it's a, it's a system, and yeah. and uh, it's clear that he hasn't necessarily. And overall, man, like, if you take Holland out of the equation, he's not that bad. He's, Nunes has had a decent start. Like, he's got, like, first year. six goals or something. Oh, yeah. like, he scored it, against Arsenal. Like, he scored yeah. against City. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's doing all right. Hmm. Yeah, you got a lot to live up to when initially at the start of the season, people are, like, he was shot in the foot by people comparing him to Holland yeah, at the man. start. Yeah, man, there's no it's shot. Like, there was never, there yeah. never should have been that discussion. Like, the just because place. the price tag similar doesn't no. mean they're, like, same in no. skill. Like, no, there's... it's an investment, but I still think it's a mm. worthwhile investment. Because wasn't Holland's uh, release clause? It yeah. was something, 70 Yeah, it was mil. 70. It was 70, release yeah. clause, though, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it wasn't like a like if they had to bid on it, it would have been like north oh, of 150. Absolutely, because you're taking a guy who's proven, oh, a proven goal God. scorer. And, and <laughs> yeah, just everywhere he goes, he just yeah. is just surrounded. Um, and then of course I got I got Portugal coming off the top of the group. I think Portugal, like Brazil, have got one of the deepest squads mm. um, going into the World Cup. They, I just think like, and you know, you got Ronaldo in his last World Cup. Yeah, it's yeah. it's. I think he's gonna play like a man possessed. Yeah. Um, and he's got a he's got a big chance now. Jota is a is a doubt for the World Cup after the Man he? City game. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah, it's too bad. I feel bad for Jota, man. Like that guy. Oh, he's, he's such a to like, be at the World Cup. He's so passionate, man. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, that's um, a good pick. I like that group. That's a, yeah. That's a good it, pick. That honestly, I think is like arguably one of the more competitive groups out of all. The, I th- I think so. I like I could see honestly. I could see it going anyway, really. This yeah. is just, I feel like this is probably only, how it goes. But. The only thing I changed for yours is just having gone a third and not fourth over, mm, over Korea. Korea. Just because I don't think Korea is kind of, uh, what's the word, balanced mm. in the same way that Ghana are. I think Ghana are really strong defensively. That and is I, true. So, and I think Korea might struggle mm. to break them down. Hudson Adoy is. Ghana English. Yeah. yeah. Oh. He's Ghanaian. So he's going to be plan for them yeah al sure. why don't you give so. us your uh, your group a which is the hosts qatar ecuador senegal and netherlands possibly yeah. the weakest group possibly the weakest <laughs> group however senegal is going to be another dark horse i really do think yeah. going to this world cup you know what i mean they won african cup of nations pretty comfortably you know what i mean I'd it was so, a good yeah. game yeah. against egypt in the final but overall they have some really nice pieces right so we'll, we'll get into this so uh, for Group A, I got Ecuador coming dead last. I just don't think they squeaked in by the thin of their teeth, man. Like they, they really didn't have much of a hope even getting there in the first place, and they squeaked it out. There's still a controversy going on right. over like them and Chile about who should be there mm. because the story I is. I know about this. So there was this guy. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. If I'm correct, if I'm wrong. It's Colombian player who switched nationalities to Ecuador. Um, I forget who the name of the player was, but he didn't actually do the formal switch. It was like in the process of doing the switch during World Cup qualifiers. And this guy was like the man for them in World Cup qualifiers, helped him get there. And Chile is trying really hard to get it overturned, but FIFA is like, because it was in the process, they're kind of letting it slide. It's the first time it's ever happened. They're just kind of 
taking Ecuador's side, I don't know the full extent of the story. However, my um, my barber here in Sackville, uh, Carlos, he's Chilean, and we've talked about this a couple of times now. He's still pretty fired up about it. So, <laughs> who knows? Maybe there'll be a dramatic last minute change there. But right Wouldn't now, got Ecuador last, third place. I got Qatar. They not a very strong team, but I'm just gonna give them the benefit of the doubt with having that host nation. Uh, back yeah. and right having that 12th man on the field like we saw russia exceed everybody's expectations by a million that's in 2018. A, i think that's a little bit different because they're not like horrible like russia's not terrible no but but like i think qatar are horrible like i actually think they're just <laughs> yeah. garbage like i know they aren't great but even like 2010 like south africa they maybe weren't one qatar they player. weren't a very good team but they pulled out some nice results but I'm gonna say Qatar third. I feel like they're gonna beat Ecuador. I just that's just have that knack. I think it'll be a good game um, or a I really think, boring yeah. game. Yeah, and then second place, I got Senegal. So I think that's I actually I put down point predictions for this group, and I have Senegal and Netherlands both coming out on seven points. I think that they're gonna tie each other. I think it's gonna be a great game, and I think they'll tie. But I think both teams will beat Qatar and Ecuador pretty comfortably. That's fair. Um, Senegal, we got Sadio Mane. Koulibaly, Mendy, Smila Sar, uh, Idrissa Gay. Mm-hmm. They're so a good team, man. They got a, lot, a lot of nice pieces, and we saw them perform really well as a team together in the African Cup of Nations. I mean, Mane still, for me, is one of the best players in the world. Ranked second um, in the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. Wow. But, I mean, he's been balling out of Bayern. We'll see how much Liverpool's missing him this year, honestly, not having yeah, absolutely. him. Absolutely, and a his, force. his pressing ability. Oh, oh yeah. Even just it's without the ball, he's... Unbelievable. Yeah. And then I got Holland mm. finishing in first place. So I think that, um, yeah, I think that they're, they're still a nice team coming into this World Cup. They're not as good as Holland teams we've seen in the past. No. Um, but their defense is very strong with mm-hmm. DeWitt, Van Dyke, uh, Dumfries. Devries too. Yeah, Devries. From then, from uh, Leverkusen. Yeah. Involved out last season. And I as mean well. Depay uh, and Bergwijn. We got some great attackers. Still got Frankie De Jong in the midfield. Mm-hmm. So Holland, they typically seem to do well internationally as well. So I can see them finishing first in that group. Fair enough. Yeah. I've got Group D, which yeah. is another kind of tough one for two and three, which is France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. Mm. and I have it exactly how it's set up in the group. <laughs> it's yeah. it's going to be France yeah. first, Australia second, Denmark third, Tunisia fourth. And I know that Denmark, that might be a surprise because Denmark's like decent, but I don't know. I just, I feel like Australia really do kind of surprise a lot of people. People don't think they're like, they just think like they get out of Oceania, Oceania um, easily because there's like nobody good there. Yeah. But like, they're actually a good team. Mm. Like not just on paper, like they, they're, They've like, they've given like respectable performances in recent World Cups. Exactly, yeah. Like they yeah. they gave France a run for their money, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. did. They yeah. gave Holland a great game back in twenty fourteen. If you want to go back to then. Tim Cahill days, man, that guy yeah. was yeah. Oh, yeah. But the Australian league is a really good league. People don't really realize, yeah. but it's very competitive. Like people compare it to the MLS honestly in quality, like wise, like it's it's good. Yeah, and so Tunisia obviously I don't think they've got enough balance or strong superstars or anything like that to compete with any of the teams in the group i think i don't i probably bet they don't score more than four goals it might be generous yeah Uh, um and france pretty obvious they're probably favorites one of favorites maybe top three top four favorites to win the uh the entire thing again for the second year running so uh who knows 
So for the last group, mm. it is the Canada group, which is also possibly the group of death. Yeah, potentially. I mean, maybe a little bit of bias for us, mm-hmm. but definitely people are saying that it's one of the top groups as well with how Canada's been playing. So Yeah, so it's Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia, mm. which mm. are – honestly, all four teams are not like – they could beat – I would say besides Belgium, I'd say the bottom three teams could beat each other on any day. Yeah, well, Canada, I don't think they necessarily lucked out with this group, but they no, also probably. could have gotten – far worse groups too um oh yeah so <coughs> oh my god <laughs> sorry listeners so um yeah i mean just before we get in just like a little uh, context for this group i mean i think these belgium and croatia teams were far better teams four years ago mm. if you look at belgium's defense like vertongen alderweireld um, it's a retirement it's, home back there. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it it's not great. So got Courtois on that, but same with Croatia, man. I mean, they were finalists in 2018. You can't discount that. Mm. Modric still phenomenal. Kovacic is a great player, but they're also you add on four years to an already old team in 2018, and I don't know. I'm not sure if they're really going to be be at it up for it. So, anyways, fourth place, Nick. Who do you got coming in fourth? I I could see it going a number of ways i will say though i have morocco coming forth partially as as a canadian optimist but also i just don't i don't think that they canada's in great form right now and i don't rate morocco's chances against belgium or croatia all that highly so i agreed yep comfortable fourth yep um i also have morocco in fourth i think that Mm. they actually got beat by qatar a couple months ago and, I mean, they're just getting ZH back now. He said he'll go play for them. So, I mean, he's obviously a f- force to be reckoned with. Overall, though, I think Canada will have their number. Um, mm. I'm really hoping mm. that, obviously, Canada will get through and be able to get that three points against Morocco. Um, but I think that I think that'll be the, the game. I think that'll be the game Canada can really get that three points. Yeah, I've got Morocco as well. I don't think it's uh, too contentious. Yeah. yeah. I think that's pretty <laughs> – pretty good yeah pretty fair. Well, uh, nick what do you got for third for third see it hurts my heart <laughs> <laughs> i'm and i don't want i don't want to be right but i think canada will come third right. i don't think they will they will progress and i don't think that that's the worst thing ever either we have a very like young team our core pieces are yeah. you know like 21 and under alfonso davies is 21 22 jonathan david's yeah. 20 21 um i think there's still t- a lot of time for this team to grow and and but at the same time i won't discount it because like you said Croatia's getting older yeah they don't have neither croatia nor belgium has a fullback that mm. is equipped to handle what alfonso davies is going to bring down the left hand side yeah i think thomas munier is physically strong but i don't think he's fast enough no. mm. to hang with davies so you never know um and the prospect of him whipping and crosses to a uh, kyle laren and jonathan yeah. david at the back post i mean it is it's not bad but i don't think i can comfortably say that they will beat luka modric and yeah. his his croatians fair that's fair so i also have canada coming in third place so yeah. uh so I kind of agree with your points, Nick. I think that Canada can beat Morocco, first of all. I think that's the game I see them getting through with the win. Croatia, 
I'm going to say they're going to be able to get a tie in that game. I think that Canada's offense is going to be is going to cause Croatia some issues. I still think Croatia is good enough that they're going to be able to score one or two goals in Canada. Mm-hmm. But I think Canada's going to be able to match them and give them a really good game. I don't. I can't see Canada beating Belgium. I mean, end of the day, like you said, it's a young team. Um, for everybody, it's their first World Cup, right? Mm-hmm. This is the biggest stage in world football. It's a big trial run. Once you get on the stage. You know, you're playing Croatia and Belgium, who are two extremely experienced teams in World Cups, right? And at the end of the day, you know, we're just happy to be here. This team's happy to be there. You know what I mean? And then at the end of the day, it's a bit of a warm-up, too, for what's to come in 2026 when it does come to Canada, right? And we're hosting it. So Absolutely. if Canada finishes third and they come out with four points, they could still progress, right? There's still a chance that they could move on. Uh, actually, can they even do that? Am I wrong? No, third, pl- third place is go through, I think. Well, wait, or is that just a Euro? Don't quote me. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to fact yeah. check that. But anyways, Finn? Yeah, I've got Canada. Yeah. Um, you guys said it all, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to go second right here. I got okay. Belgium. Really? Wow. So I know you guys have been saying, like, Belgium's, like, this, te- this like team to be, like, they're, they're older, but, like, I still don't, I don't think they have the pieces. They st- In their past, like, I've looked up they've their past, like, 10 games. They've tied Wales twice. Mm. Uh, they barely beat Estonia. They ba- they barely played Ireland. Like they tied two two against Ireland. They barely beat Poland one nothing. Uh, and they lost to Netherlands four one. And lost them again no, once. No. What's that? That's not a great run at all. <laughs> no, yeah, no, so it's not very convincing. Like they got yeah. some wins in there that I didn't mention, but like not like not great teams they played. But anyways. Croatia beat Russia, uh, beat France, tied France, beat Denmark, beat Denmark again, beat Austria, tied France. Mm. So like it's convincing. Like that 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 right there convinces me. Like they can they can beat Belgium because I think France could beat Belgium. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that Croatia is going to top the group. Obviously, um, I don't think it's going to be by much. Like I think it might be like a seven seven thing with Belgium, but I think they might beat Belgium and they tie somebody else. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's my pick. Just to return to the last point. So, yeah, well, you can only progress as a third-place team in the Euros. Okay, um, so because third it's, place a, it's, it's like a 24-team okay. tournament in the World Cup. It goes from 32 to 16. Oh, okay, so makes sense. It's right. a bit of a brain okay. fart. Uh, Nick, who do you have coming second in this? Coming second, group? I have Croatia. Um, okay. I do just kind of – it's it's mostly just banking on how good I know Kevin De Bruyne is and yeah. how good Lukaku can be. Although I wouldn't be shocked to see Croatia, um, you know, take the top of the group either, just because obviously they're in better form right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you can you can never discount Modric. And Belgium do have a history of. I'm almost talking myself out of it. Now. <laughs> Belgium, they they do have a history of underperforming for the quality yeah. of players. I don't if it's like a gelling thing or, or or what it is, but I do just have faith that De Bruyne coming off of like he's going into this in great form with City yeah. and I think I think it's just it's their time. I think yeah. we've just been saying like it's time for Belgium and yeah. and they've continued. I I just have a hunch. But Croatia is a great team. Um I expect them to come second. I expect them to score a lot of goals. And I expect them to have a little bit of trouble defensively. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I'm I, I'm going with them for second. That's some great points. Yeah, I also have Croatia coming in second as well. 
Um, That's fair. Like, I'm not like, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying like. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I think Croatia still, like we talked about, like I said before, coming off a great World Cup in 2018. They still got, I mean, interestingly, it's kind of Croatia and Belgium that's both like their golden generation's last World Cup, right? So I think they're kind of in the similar boat, uh, but I just can't see them. Um, beating Belgium I could see it being a tie but I don't see them picking up the win there uh, so then I'll, I'll just go with my first place team then too um, I also have Belgium uh, coming first um, like Nick so I think Belgium uh, coming in like Nick said De Bruyne for me is top three player in the Premier League mm-hmm. he's a match winner that man is phenomenal the passes he's going to be playing into Lukaku's feet are going to be great even though Lukaku's not the most phenomenal striker right now, that guy in his in the six-yard box. Good spots in 18. He's going to freaking crank that ball in. Uh, defensively, Belgium's not the best, but no. there's enough experience there. And with this being the Golden Generation's last World Cup, they're going to be putting everything on the line. There's going to be nothing left. 100%. With Courtois between the sticks, too. You you yeah. give yourself a chance. Yeah, it's a fifth defender. It, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And I like the... I do like the dynamic as well between De Bruyne and Lukaku in that De Bruyne right now is is making his living off of these like whipped in crosses yeah. to a left footed six three, six four guy. Yeah. And he's yeah. gonna go from the same spot, you know, right kind of shoulder, whipping in crosses to another tall left exactly. footer who can finish. Yeah. I just think like I think it's gonna click. Yeah, um, that's a good call. I like that. Yeah. Um well that was great. That's the World Excellent. Cup rankings for you guys, everybody. Yeah, World Cup rankings. There we go. Do we have Maybe a winner prediction real quick? Just off the top of your head? Hmm. Brazil. So, <laughs> Brazil. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be interesting in a future episode to do like a knockouts prediction as well. Perfect, I think yeah. some will do. But for me, if I had to get like if I was putting my student loan money on this <laughs> right now, I think I'd be safe as putting it on France. That's fair. I think yeah. that's still they're the best coached and overall best quality team coming in they do have some injury scares right now for sure but they got Killian Mbappe it's and they got Dembele healthy hopefully you got Dembele yeah. healthy they got some some great defenders um it's looking good on. is Pogba back yet do we know he was injured I was thinking about Pogba earlier today I was like is I, he still injured I haven't heard of him awfully <laughs> I know Juventus time. is struggling so maybe he is still injured I feel like he is I'm hoping I mean, that he'll be back it's for Pogba so I'm sure he's, yeah. he's injured so Brazil <laughs> France and I've got Argentina Wow, big big messy guy, big believer. Yeah, he's I huge believe. for me. Yeah, so all right, that's that's a good call. All right, now we're Excellent. moving on to a new segment. Mm. Uh, we haven't done a segment like this before, but it's the top three moments or goals from the World Cup since 2010. Yeah, so since like we started watching the World Cup, basically, I mean that 2010 is my earliest World Cup memories. I don't know about you, Finn. Was that be yours? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, my yeah. earliest World Cup memory is watching uh watching Spain Netherlands with you. Yeah, I was gonna dad. I was gonna <laughs> say yeah. that. I was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. That was the first. I think that was the first soccer game I ever watched. Really? Because yeah. I I've, I've played since I was five, but I only started. Well, I only really even started paying attention to like the world of soccer in 2014 in right. the Brazil World Cup. But in 2010, yeah, I remember that was a that was a big deal. The next family came over for uh, for dinner. We watched Spain. <laughs> Take down <laughs> Holland in the finals. So yeah. Yeah. that's awesome. Um, all right. So just to be clear, are we doing three each or one each? I was say we do three each. Okay. Three yeah. Each. All right. So uh, Nick, why don't you give us your first one? 
Okay, so my first one. Are we doing this in like? So it's top three. Are we doing like whatever you want? Okay. Let's do let's do three to one. Three let's to one. Do that. Build up the. I didn't really rank them, but yeah. I didn't rank them, so I'm gonna okay. rank them right now. So right. okay, <laughs> let's tell you what. So third, I'm gonna go. Uh, Tim Cahill just launching oh. a, a volley <laughs> belter in off the crossbar against yeah. the Netherlands. Run to the corner flag, start shadow boxing. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, it's one of those moments that just you know. It's iconic. The celebration too, made not talked about at all. And like no, ten seconds after Robin scored a great goal too, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a response. Right off just, kickoff. Yeah, a long ball over the top, first time volley with oh. it coming over his right shoulder. It's incredible. Yeah, it's good. Good yeah. call. I like that one. Yeah. What do you got? My third goal. Uh, I actually, it's a tie. Okay. Um, between Messi and Ronaldo, they were kind of like similar in terms of like their significance to me, and because Messi and Ronaldo, I had to put them as a tie. So the Messi goal is his last minute goal versus Iran in 2014. Mm. Okay. He picks up the ball side of the corner of the 18 box in the 89th minute, beats two defenders and curls at top left. It's just like a vintage Messi moment. I think will always be remembered. Helped Argentina get through the group stage, helped bring them through to the world cup final in 2014. My Ronaldo goal was his last minute, free kick tying goal against Spain in 2018 finished off the hat trick absolutely beautiful free kick top right we were watching that we were uh back home in review that was a great yeah. game were we so, at uh, five bridges I was at yeah. five bridges shadow five bridges so those are my uh, two goals for the, for the third place okay. well, that's a good one I like that one my third it was my first world cup memory I would say actually maybe I don't I don't think I have anything from 2006 maybe like Lampard's uh, or was that Euros? Lampard's goal that wasn't a goal. Or was that 2010? 2010. Okay, but that's mm. not my goal. Anyways, the Chabalala, Chabalala, mm. uh, South Africa goal. Yeah. With, like, with, <laughs> yeah. with Peter Jury's uh, yeah. commentary, man. Oh, that was... That's amazing. I get goal. shivers every time I Me watch too, it. Me too, man. Oh, that's amazing. That, and that one did... That did crack my list as well. Me too. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought I was gonna be. I thought I was gonna be the only yeah. one. No, that's for me. It's one of the greatest World Cup goals oh, of all time. Oh it's my just god! Incredible. It's a rocket. You couldn't. You couldn't write that. And like the name too. Shabalala. And the celebration. Just screaming. Shabalala. And the dance too. They all the five man dance routine. Oh, it's hit the macarena. And like if you like. Please search up that clip and watch it. Don't Everybody try to spell his name though. Just look up South Africa goal. Oh yeah, even if, if you're not a soccer a soccer oh. person, it's just an incredible. Like moment, the noise man. from that stadium in Johannesburg. Mm. First game of the World Cup, host country. They score the first goal of the World Cup, and it's just like a crazy goal. For, yeah, first every world first ever World Cup game in South Africa too. And a nobody or in Africa. In, in Africa, general. it was the first. Yeah. yeah, and a nobody. By the way, like this guy's like not known. No. Yeah, like just a total out like outcast and just. It was crazy. Anyways, uh, do we want to? You want me to go again, and then we come back? Yeah, you go again. Yeah, yeah you go for a second. So second one is uh, the uh, Trippier free kick mm. against Croatia. Yeah, wow, yeah. dude, I was, Tears. Dude, <laughs> dude, I was <laughs> buzzing so yeah. hard when he hit that thing. Like, what was that? Like first, like fifteen minutes, maybe? Oh, so early in the game. It, yeah. it like, I was like, dude, we're going to the final. Like, we're gonna like fucking yeah. win this thing. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Harry Kane. Dude, yeah. it's fucking coming home. But it's coming home. <laughs> and then Harry couldn't fucking square the ball. <laughs> and uh, But, like, dude, when he scored mm. that goal, like, that oh That was God. such a stunning free kick. I was in my car listening to it on the radio when when the game started, and I got home about two minutes before he scored. I like, wow. oh, dude, it was electric in my basement. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that whole... Oh. 
Yeah, so my second, I don't know if this is your second as well, but it's also the Shabalawa goal. Yeah, um, that was my second. Oh, it's your second. Well. Okay, so yeah. we don't really have to talk about that. We already did. I mean, it's just, that's so a special good. goal for me. Oh, yeah. Like, so good, man. It's every time I watch that, like you said, shivers. So my first one, um, it's a James Rodriguez goal from 2014, but it's not the one most people remember. Wait, it's not the absolute it's, thunderbolt it's not, off the crossbar? It's not. And that, it the one where he went like three guys and then chipped it? That's that's, that's the, the one. one. Oh yeah, I quote that as probably my favorite goal of like World Cup history, maybe of Jesus, all time. Really? Just wow. and it's not even like in terms of like the moment, even not the most impressive, but the way man he picks the ball up at half. It's just class and like takes down three guys, fakes the keeper one way, and then chips it over him. It's just like he chef's was a kiss. He was a different like, breed. Man. That oh, World that Cup. World Cup. Colombia as just as a whole played incredibly yeah. and he, yeah, they he were. spearheaded it. And that was against Japan. They beat Japan four one. Like just yeah. absolutely demolished them. And that goal for me, I just like I don't know how many times I've watched that, but I've just yeah. dreamt of myself scoring that so many times in my was, head. Like this is perfect. <laughs> when I was making this list, I went back and I watched like some of the top 10 goal compilations yeah. and stuff like that. And I saw that one and I was like, I completely forgot about <laughs> it because the one off the chest is so iconic. But yeah. I also, I would agree. I think just the t- taking it from half, taking on all those players, like yeah. it's a, it's a formidable goal. It is, I think. man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my, so should I do my first yeah, now? Go for yeah. it. Okay. So for my first, I, I chose uh Robin Van Persie. Yeah. Oh, the <laughs> Dolphin. Who scored maybe the greatest header yeah. of all time yeah. uh, against Spain. Long ball in from Daly Blind from left ble- from left black left back. <laughs> He's and it just floats in. He kinda like he dolphin dives. Like yeah. it's not it's not a normal header. No. Look it up. He, look it up. He, <laughs> Please. T- he takes look off. Up. They call him the flying Dutchman for that. Yeah. Uh, wow. But yeah, no, Good that's nickname. that's 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 my go to. Just lobs even, it right over the Doesn't even make goalie. sense. Like I still don't understand like the movement on his body. On I don't understand goal. why he did that. Why he didn't just take it down? Yeah, yeah like he was first wide open, like wide open first time from the top of the box. It was just such an interesting yeah. shot. Dude, nobody near him <laughs> in one of the most important games of your life, and you go for a header outside. Well, the I feel like he was going through his head. He was thinking like, I, it's too much of a stretch, and the just keeper's coming out. So and he was tracking it over shoulder the whole time, and he's like, "I'm just gonna like go for it. I'm just gonna go down." Yeah, and, but still, uh, that's ballsy. It he, is and that's ballsy. Yeah, and they played amazing in Spain that game. They made Robin Sergio Cole. Ramos mm. man look like a beer league defender. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. they're they're nuts. That's a good call. I like that call. Yeah, mine mine's a weird one because it's like a special moment because of where I was. Okay, it was uh, Goetz's goal, his yeah. winner against Argentina in the World Cup final in the, what, 118th minute or yeah, something yeah. crazy. So two minutes left, 0-0 the entire game, if you guys didn't watch it. Guy comes on as a substitute in extra time, I think, and then yeah. scores the winner. It's just some, like, crazy volley, like, two yards out. Yeah, It doesn't yeah. sound that crazy, but go watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, yeah, I was on a plane flying to Halifax, and they had the game playing on the airplane. Oh, no way. TVs. And I was wow. there with my sister, and we were just, like, hyping. Like, we were so yeah. high. Like, like, it was, like, probably 50 people watching this game on this yeah, plane. Like, such it was, a memorable goal. Like, and so he scored, I don't know, maybe like an hour left in the flight. Yeah. And so like half the flight's just absolutely dead silent. <laughs> 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 and the other half are kind of like bouncing a little, yeah. like getting hype. I, awesome I'm a big messy guy, so it was kind of shitty. Yeah, but like, I was dude, sad. I was sad. But just like the moment of watching it like on yeah. an airplane with like ton of yeah. weird, like different people when everyone's supposed to be kind of like 
pissed that they're on a fucking plane. Like, <laughs> everyone's just kind of like watching a game together. It's kind of fun. So, special goal. Special goal. Mm. Yeah. No, Absolutely. Those are uh, those yeah. are nine great. Or I guess that's not nine moments, but we had a lot of similar yeah. ones with Shabalala and. I'd one honorable mention this came to mind, um, which would be, and honestly, I think it could have made my top three. Was David Luiz's free kick against Colombia oh, yeah. in 2014? I was watching that in Scotland with my cousins at the time, and oh my god! Like the way the he technique hits on that, it. like yeah. the movement on that, it's ridiculous. And then his celebration, like the double pump, <laughs> he was definitely the best moment of his life. Runs in the corner, man! Like all of Brazil just cheering for him. Like that's awesome. that's an amazing yeah. moment. Well, those are those are good picks. I really enjoyed those. Um, Next segment. I don't think we've done this one before. No, this is it's the uh, fun fact of the week, and we Ooh. each we're each given one uh, fun fact. I hope nobody got the same one. We didn't talk nah. about this before the episode. No, I got I got a I think a pretty unique one. So. I, I hope I have a unique one. <laughs> I don't know. I think I <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick, why don't you? Uh, All right, yeah, I'll, I'll get us started. So uh, Thursday, Thursday, Manchester United played against uh, AC Ammonia Nicosia, which oh. is a team from Cyprus. Wow. Uh, in the Europa wow. League and one would expect when a team like United plays against a team like Ammonia Nicosia from Cyprus, <laughs> uh, that it would, you know, it would probably be a trouncing, but uh, United outshot their opponents 34 to three, but were kept at bay until the 93rd minute. They won the game one, nothing because of a career night from Ammonia goalkeeper, Francis Uzoho, yeah. who is a diehard Manchester United fan. No way. Since oh. since boyhood and coming into the game, he was just like you can see him in the in the locker room. He's just like in the tunnel. He's pumped. He's given no De Gea daps yeah. and the whole game he's just having the time of his life. And I just thought that that would be my that my fun cool. fact of the week. That's a Give cool a shout fact. out to Francis Uzoho. I saw that and I was like that's awesome. He was named man of the that's... match. Was and that Old Trafford too? It was at Old Trafford. Sorry, so so who won again? So Man U ended up winning in the 93rd minute. Scott McTominay scored a tap in, which was kind of heartbreaking. I wish they had held it to a draw. <laughs> Scott McTominay. because it was Scott yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. That guy looks exactly like my best friend from home. Oh, really? <laughs> Not even lying. <laughs> Plays like him, looks like him. It's so weird. That's hilarious. But no, yeah, so – and. Francis Uzoho in an interview after, even though they just lost, he was like he could not stop grinning. He was just like, "I'm sorry, this is this is a dream come true." <laughs> yeah. And I just, you know, it's wholesome. I I seen that. I, that was good. I loved it. I love it. Al, what do you got? So my fun fact of the week, um, I saw this in one of the accounts we follow, and I was like, right away, I was like, okay, I have to talk about this. Um, the account was Sam's Army. Love this guy. Uh, American soccer podcast, kind of similar thing than what we're hoping to do and uh he's posted some great content so go follow him anyways he posted a screenshot from an article from espn that listed the top 10 highest paid players soccer players in the world currently and coming in at number eight was 38 year old andres iniesta really oh in japan there who plays in japan um which is an up-and-coming league, but he is currently making an impressive 600K USD a week. A week. A week. <laughs> so, so he's obviously on 30 million USD a year. So shout out Iniesta Dude. still making that bag <laughs> at 38, Dude, still playing. He's actually a uh, – last time I heard uh, anything about him, I heard he's actually like a player manager there now. So he does like a lot of managing as well, which kind of makes sense. Like he's right. 38, but yeah. he still is obviously quality enough to play. So that's a higher paid than De Bruyne right now, which is just <laughs> absurd, but good for him. Finn. 
Mine's um, kind of sad. Not sad. It's just like funny sad. Um, okay. Je- uh, Claude. Oh my God. I was going to say Claude Giroux. Olivier Giroux yeah. is the only player ever in soccer history, at least recorded soccer history, to have not touched the ball once in a 90 minute game. Really? Isn't that crazy? Wow. Isn't that weird? Is that the World Cup final? I have no idea. I don't. That would be shocking. Okay. I, I don't think he played in the World Cup final. I know it was one of the big France's games that happened in, in 2018. Yeah, but, but he, didn't, he didn't touch the ball once. That's like, incredible. dude, like, take the kickoff at least. <laughs> like, do yeah. something. That that's is crazy. I, I mean, I, I guess he's a finisher, but. I mean, Lukaku yeah. came pretty close a few times last year with Chelsea. Oh, he had to have, man. He was shocking. He had a few touches at least. So. But that, that's, a, that's a weird one, right? Like, that's, that is weird. Like, yeah. Can you imagine, like, playing a whole 90 minutes not touching the ball? I'd go crazy. I think that's my least favorite thing about being a striker. Is yeah. that you just like you get less than ten touches a game most of the time? Yeah, it's that's crazy. I find it like it's hard yeah. to get going. Whenever mm, I've definitely. played midfield, it's been, you know, you can get more touches and it gets you more involved. That's but. the thing, especially if you're playing with like a number nine, right? So, mm. oh, all right, we're uh, we're coming up on the end here. Yeah, We've got one more yeah. segment, and then we're gonna talk. Oh, actually, we should talk about uh, maybe one one or two games from last week that we predicted. Yeah. Uh, you should just do like one or two, not maybe. Yeah, oh. we'll do two. We'll let's do down bad moment first. Down bad moment of the week. Our always, favorite, our favorite segment. The reoccurring yeah. segment every week. <laughs> it's always coming back. Nick, yeah. why don't you uh start us off with your down bad? Okay. Moment of the week? <clears throat> so my down bad moment of the week, I chose uh, and I feel my heart absolutely breaks for the guy Reese James, who picked oh, up a yeah. knee injury in their two 0 win over Milan, and yeah, it's Reece. likely going to keep him from the World Cup, which mm. is a damn shame because I would, I would say he's. You know, he would have been a lock for England's right back spot. I think he's hundred percent. I think he's the best right back in the world, depending yeah. on what position Guardiola has Cancelo playing. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree. <laughs> and uh, I think, yeah, and I think it's just going to be a monumental loss, even though England know. has a plethora of right backs to choose from. I just, I you know, he would have been a team of the tournament quality player, definitely. Um, and I think they're going to miss him mm-hmm. defensively, especially now what they do next i don't know but i just uh i wish reese james a, a speedy recovery i always feel so bad for players getting injured before the world cup oh, it's, it's like because the thing is you know if you're a professional soccer player and you're top of your game you know most you might be lucky to get two or three world cups right so yeah. like obviously i think reese james he's young enough great enough of a player that he'll have a few world cups left in him but still man that's tough when you're coming in and you're you know, you got that spot locked down. That's and just it's heartbreaking. The world, it's the World Cup, man. It's heartbreaking, right? You got to wait yeah. another four years for your chance. Like, that's... Yeah. And that's then, the like, an injury part. that, like, probably could have been avoided. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, frustrating. What's your down bad? Um, so, I actually got two. The first one is uh, is very quick. Um, there was a college game, I think, in the States. I don't know if you guys have seen this clip. This kid goes up to take a penalty shot. And before his penalty shot, he starts doing the gritty <laughs> as he's approaching the ball and then just absolutely screws his shot. <laughs> hits the cross. Right at, yeah, right at the keeper. Right the keeper tips the on the crossbar. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, man. Like, I hope he's still benched. Oh uh, so that's my first one. The second one. Uh, so before the Nottingham Forest Wolverhampton game this weekend, uh, Nottingham Forest posted a graphic um, with one of their players with three, like, baby wolves. Um, and the caption was, it's playtime. <laughs> and then Wolves okay. won one nothing. So they posted a picture after the game of a tree stump 
with an axe through it, <laughs> saying playtime's over. <laughs> and then Naga Force took down their original tweet. Oh, it's so good. I that love is, Twitter, man. So That's elite shit, man, that's, that's incredible. That's Premier League to a team, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, dude. the English banner, I just love that. <laughs> Oh, that is good, man. Nargum Forest down bad. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, my down bad moment. Another, I'm, I can't find like funny ones like you guys can. Like, I'm always <laughs> with the serious ones. I can never find like, like the college shit or anything like that. But mine's uh, Liverpool fans, man. They, they're down bad this week. They, uh, they attacked the city bus, the Man City bus. Oh God. Yeah, they like threw shit at it and all that. And then during the game, they were like throwing coins at Guardiola, and apparently yeah. like one, some of them hit him. I'm like, too. I'm like, fuck. Like, you're one of the, like the best fan, like prestigious, like most well known. People want to be part of it, mm. like fan yeah. experiences, and you're doing that shit. Like, it's just so embarrassing. Yeah. Especially as like a fan. Like, mm. I don't know, man. Like, the, it's a big game, and we're up one nothing. Huge shout out, by the way. Um, but like, then you shouldn't be doing that. No. In like, a win as well. You like, not that it's ever okay, but you expect sometimes a negative reaction from from losses causing yeah. stuff like this but when you're winning the game what's there to protest i don't know man. What's and there like to... and like as much as i don't love pep just because he's so successful and like he's I, I don't love that like he's always gone to like the best team and yeah. won mm. but like he doesn't deserve that like no, no one deserves no. that like, no that's no. just like he he's like such a good person it's there's just no like, place for on, that man. in soccer you know yeah like some people deserve it but like, um yeah liverpool fans man oh they're out of, dude, they're <laughs> unbelievable you know, my dad was at the game and he oh, said he was, it was an absolute like ringer like just carnage yeah crazy so let, let's talk about that game then that's that's one of the ones yeah. we want to talk about did you guys watch um, it in a recap you I watched did. it i watched it yeah yeah you watched it i watched it in recap dude it was a nutty one wow it was for a one nothing game and for being zero zero most of the game it it was, it was amazing. You know what I mean? It did not reflect the scoreline at all. Like, dude, so. Liverpool have. I uh, dude, we. Uh, what did Al, What did we put as our uh, predictions for those game for that game? Like four one and three one. Yeah, I had, City? I had City three one. I think yeah. I had them four one. Like I had no faith in us. Yeah, like, I, I was, yeah. Come on, like you had to bet <laughs> I had, for them. I had no <laughs> faith, and um, dude, happily surprised. I'll take the uh, the L in the predictions for that. But yeah. dude, like from the front, from the whistle, like we were all over them like we were yeah. pressing them like we didn't give them much like holland had nothing yeah and he was playing like he played off of joe gomez the whole game mm. obviously like i don't know why you played off verge but uh, he played off joe gomez the weaker center back for the whole game and joe just had him the whole time mm. like yeah. he, holland had maybe one or two chances where he got around gomez and had a shot but allison was there and like mm. it was good and then uh they had their disallowed goal which i think was fair yeah, I was going to ask you guys about that. What you thought about the, see the, the decision there. That was, a, that was a foul. Come so, on. If it wasn't a foul on Fabinho, it was a foul on Allison because he had his hands on the ball. Yeah. So, yeah, Nick, you can find the clip yeah, there. Check it out. Here. But, yeah, I think end of the day it is a foul. Yeah. But I think it's easily one of those that, like, could have gone the other way with the way VAR is calling games right now. You know what I mean? I do think it is right since the end of the day. But – because well, Holland, Holland did pull Fabinho and did kind of extend his foot on Allison. Yeah. Um, but, like, in the Fabinho one, like, he didn't even have the ball. Like, yeah. Holland didn't have the ball. No, like, yeah. like, that's just, yeah. like, pulling a guy's shirt. Yeah. Like, so, and the, I agree. I think it is the right decision when I saw that. And then the goal, um, like, the Liverpool goal. 
Yeah. Dude, that was the turn. The turn I mean, Salah so screwed up in his his first breakaway chance, which did. shocked me, it, yeah. especially because he had a hat trick earlier this week. But the way he exposed Cancelo on that, you can tell Cancelo, man, like hasn't had a lot of defending to do this season. <laughs> no, <It's>, no, his <laughs> his dominance has very much been oh, in the creative. Oh man, like he was down bad there. Like that could have been a down bad one of the week. It could have been. Like it's a 50-50 ball, man. All you got to do is make sure your goal side and put that anywhere. Dude, he got spun. Like he, he was spun. bad. He and then left to go past. Like, people, I don't think people are giving Saul like enough credit like the touch. Yeah. Oh, it was incredible t- technique. It, it was a And was even a, the finish too. Oh, yeah, it's hard. It's not easy. Like to Ederson's do that. a big motherfucker. He's a big boy. <laughs> like, He's a big boy. Like, Dude, those neck tats are like vivid. Like you could see those things from Dude, like fifty yards is, out. Like, He's a threat. He's like, creepy. That guy's scary. Well, yeah, you look at him and you just want to turn around. Like I don't even want to. So Sal's coming down the middle of the net on him, and Ederson's coming out. Like the way he lifted the ball over him, like that was prime Salah right there. Like, it's vintage. good shit, man. It's good stuff. I love to see that. I you was guys very see happy that the ball the didn't ball. even hit the net. Like it literally hit the back bar. Like a li- like. I know it's just stupid, but like it hit like the bar on the bottom of the net. It didn't even hit any netting. Really, uh-huh. it was weird. Like, was I, weird. anyways, um, but I yeah. love, I'm just looking at the foul. I, I think Holland probably did foul him. Yeah, yeah. I think he yeah. fouled him. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. Yeah, so it's, it's like. But one other thing I was gonna say, mm-hmm. uh, we finally have been shown that Holland is human as well. Yeah, um, only against one team. Against yeah, and yeah. it's actually interesting. I saw a this could have actually been a fun fact. Holland has played Liverpool four times now, mm-hmm. uh, in different competitions. Uh, once with Salzburg, uh, and then twice with Liverpool. Twi- twi- twice with Salzburg. Twice okay. Salzburg, right in the Champions League, and he's never won against Liverpool. Interesting. Has four he ever games. scored? He twice. scored. Yeah. Scored twice. Wait, twice. wait, once or twice? Uh, I know he scored the first time he played Liverpool. I'm not the sure tap in. the second. Mm. But anyway, so... Tap in merchant. But And a big credit, though, comes to that Liverpool defense. Like, Van Dijk showed why he's one of the best center backs in the world. Right. Um, that game, he had a point to prove. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the end of the game when that ball comes across the box and he knows Holland is on his left shoulder. Yeah. And if that ball gets past him, it's tapping for mm. Holland header. And Van Dijk... Got the balls, man. Heads it right over his crossbar, right over Allison. But I just the that. awareness, a few moments like that, where it's like, hey, like Van Dyke was coming to prove a point. Like Holland, you're my yeah, like Va- you're my pocket. Yeah, like Van Dyke's doesn't like he doesn't buckle under media pressure. No. Like he's no. always like there were doubts when we paid what eighty mil for him. No, that he was gonna be like the biggest center back flop ever. Like you're paying for a Southampton center back. Like come on, like this stuff, and then he's just. Yeah. Ar- he yeah. arguably could have won the Ballon d'Or in 2019 too. Oh yeah, he had a. What was he like? 14 votes wow. off or something crazy. I, yeah. And shout out to Joe Gomez and James Milner holding down right <laughs> yeah. back. Dude, yeah. I thought. Dude, I, <laughs> I thought we were gonna get smoked. Yeah, I like, turned the TV on. I saw James Milner right back. I was like, what am I watching? Like how? <laughs> Dude, was like beer leagues. Interesting club, I guess. Dude, that yeah. guy could be a granddad. Oh yeah. That he's, is. He's one of the most like professional footballers he's like he won mm, the fit he won, he won the fitness test at liverpool three years in a row now yeah that's crazy like, that's the guy crazy. is just world class I mean, he's like, like 37 honestly i still think he comfortably can walk in any premier league team and get minutes like oh yeah he's well, veteran he's presence getting, he's if he's yeah. getting minutes at liverpool i think he's Absolutely. gonna get minutes in most and teams honestly like what does that mean for trent right now too like oh he's fine he's injured Okay, I know he's injured, but like, God, man, that guy. Like, if Trent had a game against Rangers, if though. Trent is playing against City, yeah, that's does a Liverpool loss, I still think. win? I think it's a loss. That's the thing you have to. Because like, Milner would like had Foden in his pocket, but I don't think Trent could have Foden yeah. in his pocket. No, Milner just brings defensively something that 
Trent, obviously going forward, Trent can be a, a, an immensely yeah. creative player and yeah. very useful, but it's just like, especially this year, because Liverpool's press mm-hmm. hasn't been as intense, he's had to do more defending like Cancelo, and he's kind of gotten exposed on that end. Yeah, um, multiple times. But Milner, w- way to step up. He's just in, a presence, in a man. Huge a presence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with that, do we want to do one more? We've been going for an hour and ten minutes. Let's just talk about El Clasico. Cause sure. I yeah. We, just we say should. the score, what we think. Yeah, so El Clasico, if people don't know, uh, people consider it arguably the biggest rivalry in world football, if not sports in general. Um, so it is the generally biannual game. or not. Well, not biannual. It happens two times a year because mm-hmm. um, they play each other twice a year in the Spanish League. game between Barcelona and Real Madrid. Um, so this has been a extremely feisty affair in over the past decade, uh, especially where Messi uh, was playing for Barcelona for you know the last fifteen years for the most part, and Ronaldo was playing for Real. So it was constant. It um, was amazing, amazing, oh, yeah. shows, amazing show-offs between yeah. it's the best soccer you could watch. Messi and Ronaldo, like it was just unbelievable. Some of the people say some of the best soccer games of the past twenty years, Real Clasicos. Uh, you'd even see some huge El Clasicos in Champions League play. Uh, so this weekend, uh, was it yesterday or Saturday? It was uh, yesterday. Yesterday. It was yesterday, yeah. So Barca and Real Madrid faced off at uh, the Bernabeu in uh, Madrid. And me and Finn both predicted the scoreline. Big win for the uh, boys. Yeah. The exact scoreline, which was 3-1 for Real. Well done, boys. Uh, thank you, Nick. <laughs> yeah. um, so Real is flying right now. They're top of the league. And I think they just comfortably handled Barcelona. We all saw the goals. Yeah, it was yeah. fair. Yeah, no. I have one thing to point out before going in that game: Barca had only given up one goal in ten games. Really? In La Liga. Yeah. Okay. Impressive yeah, they score. were twenty. Barca, yeah. Twenty goals and one against. Wow. Yeah, they were they were balling, but you know, if you can't like keep the ball out of the net, especially against your rivals, it's it's a bit tough to yeah. consider you the favorites. Yeah. So, uh, just a quick stat on the El Clasico. All-time stats. Barca's won. They've had 284 all Clasicos. Okay. All-time. 117 for Barca. Okay. Wins. 105 for Real Madrid. Wow. How many ties? 62. 62. Wow. That's tight, right? contested. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. goals. There's only 20 goals between them. Total. Yeah. Um, home wins. Pretty much even. Draws. Pretty much even. Yeah. Away wins. Pretty much even. It's incredible. And then other venues, exactly even. Who's the uh, top El Clasico scorer? <laughs> let me let me tell you. Oh, I just I just I searched it up. I just want to see if you knew. No, it's uh, Lionel Messi. Top I feel like I could guess that El Clasico finding that twenty six times. Um, twenty six times. That is nuts. Holy. Um, Big game player. Yeah, I don't know what Ronaldo's. He's average. He's got to be close. He's average. Got to be close. <laughs> here, let me look. I got it right here. Hold on. Most appearances. Ronaldo eighteen. 18. Uh, Ooh. Not as close as I would have thought, actually. No. So interesting. Messi wow. had like a few Patrick El Clasicos, mm-hmm. I think, though, too. Which probably. probably yeah. Helped him out. But uh, yeah, that game when Benzema scored, um, the Ballon d'Or. Ballon d'Or winner. winner. So he kind of put the icing on the cake last night. You know what I mean? With yeah. getting that goal. And then Vinicius also showing why he's in the conversation for best players in the world right now as well. Yeah, he uh, got top five for Ballon d'Or, yeah, didn't he? I think he did with his yeah. performance yesterday. That kid's nuts, and I think he could be oh, – yeah. he, he could potentially – like I think 
he could be in that World Cup 11, like the top 11 at the end of the tournament, mm. especially if Barca go a long way. He could honestly outshine Neymar too. Like you never he's got know. It. Like he's he's it's, amazing. It's so hard, man, because. Uh, we should talk about this another time, but like Brazil's forward group is crazy. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. like I don't that's I don't want to even get into it, but it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Valverde so, as well, absolute baller in the yeah. El Clasico. Yeah, what a goal. finish! Oh, that's good. What a finish! Good. All right, well, this has been great. This has been an hour and fifteen minutes. Thank wow. you for making yeah. it to the end. It's absolutely fun. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Nick, thank you so much for coming Thanks, on. Nick. Thank you guys this so much is, for having me. It's what, been a lot of fun. What a great first guest. Yeah, this is this is the time. Show your love on the Instagram, which is uh, Rank122Podcast, as well as our Twitter and Facebook. Uh, YouTube's the exact same. Hit that like button. Uh, uh, subscribe. And uh, Al, you want to say anything else? No, we'll see you guys in two weeks' time. Stay right. tuned. We'll have another guest. Take care. All right. Peace, guys. See you.